Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. So, uh, just catching back up after a good amount of time. Let's see, we recorded, what, uh, early last week? Um, so, yeah. so, it's kind of almost almost been a full two weeks since we're recording Thursday night uh, this week. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to get this out tomorrow. Um, but uh, what did you end up doing for the for the Memorial Day holiday weekend? I ended up grilling up some food uh, and finding out everybody was working. So... <laughs> That was pretty much uh, that was pretty much it. Did a little bit of that, um, you know, just kicking rocks basically, stay, trying to stay busy. Yeah, that's what we uh, we had a busy weekend, so we were out of town uh, for uh, a wedding, and then when we got back in, it was just <clears throat> realizing that there wasn't anything going on that I wanted to do or basically wanted to kind of get into the middle of as far as a cookout or anything. So I, I remember last year this time we ended up like going to. Uh, target on like Memorial Day, just buying a bunch of stuff, and then um, <laughs> like kind of having like a small cookout on on our little uh, um, uh, sky patio, as I call it, which I keep for, I always blank on the the name of uh, what the hell actual balcony is called. Um, so I, I always call it a sky patio. Um, but uh, and then so this this week or yeah, this year it was basically um, the the shop I was at had a had a modern masters draft since I wasn't able to get as many of those, uh, when I was still kind of live. So I, I ran up there, but then other than that, it was just a, a lazy weekend, uh, after kind of a busy Friday, Saturday. So that was good enough for me. Well, there you go. That's how, uh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, sounds pretty dope. I was, you know, trying to have a few folks over, but a lot of folks were busy and, uh, well, I was able to do some grilling though. So, that's you know. good. What'd you end up uh, grilling? Uh, let's see. So I ended up grilling up a, a steak, some hot dogs, uh, and then my roommate had some uh, barbecue chicken and uh, hamburgers and helped them grill up some hot dogs too. So like I, I basically was just like, just throw it all together as like, look, just this is all the charcoal we got left because somebody doesn't want to fix their propane grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spoiler, it's not me because I would have just had a charcoal grill. Uh, I was like, so this is the last of the charcoal that we got here. So <laughs> like, if you want anything grilled, like this is it until one of us buys more charcoal. <laughs> so <laughs> ended up doing a, doing a whole bunch of that. It, was, it turned out pretty well. Nice. Yeah. That's what I, I, before when I, when I was in North Carolina, I had always ended up, um, kind of trying to coordinate a bunch of that stuff. And it was easier, obviously, living in a neighborhood. Now we live in an apartment building, so we don't really see uh, too many of the neighbors on a, on a given basis. Um, and so most of the people that would end up having a cookout or whatever are uh, um, uh, kind of in the suburbs or a little bit further out. So it was just a matter of running around and kind of doing everything all at once, but just keeping it uh, as, as simple as possible was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, too. Oh, man. Whew. So what, what uh, what what do you got on the the on your radar coming up? Anything exciting? Uh not really. I uh, went to a staffing agency yesterday and dealt, you know, did some of that stuff. So hopefully we'll have some uh, interviews coming up here soon. Like I don't know how quickly they're supposed to work, so I don't know. <laughs> what are you uh, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for some like marketing or writing stuff. Um, you know, pretty much same old, same old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's it's almost impossible, like trying to at least get in, get in the foot in the door without a, especially since those aren't like technical fields. Mm-hmm. You know, just throwing uh, billions of resumes on, you know, online or that is a bit of a struggle. Yeah, so. it's it's much more subjective than actually objective, so it's much more difficult to to kind of find a line as opposed to just a lucky break or something. Yeah, so I figured, why not? You know, why not try out the staffing agency? Hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll find me something soon. Because I'm getting bored. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm having I'm having uh, long conversations with Jimbo again <laughs> about uh, all, all the different types of uh, of games you should be hunting down. <laughs> like the, the conversations are too long. Yeah, in, J- in Jimbo schemes. <laughs> <laughs> Which are always the best. 
<laughs> but uh yeah no i mean uh i did that i just actually picked up a copy of uh final fight guy uh for the super nintendo oh nice um which was oh it was okay like uh the local we have a i don't know if like i guess play and trade is like a chain yeah um so uh the local play and trade had a copy um and it seems they seem to be franchised from like the rest of the rest of the chains or whatever um and uh guy i took some stuff down there to do a trade-in and man they fucking hose me on the trade-in prices um and it was pretty it was pretty expensive but it's it's a game that's pretty much so rare that um you know the chances of me ever finding that again or even being able to like come across another copy it's basically non-existent so i was like ah shit i gotta get it they fucking hose me on the trade-in prices oh my god (laughs) that's interesting i mean Kind of talking about SNES and, and some of the other games, and I, I guess probably like Nintendo 64 era was probably the last version of this, but uh, for one of my birthday gifts, I got uh, Injustice 2 for for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I downloaded that, and I haven't had much time to play it yet, but it was basically um, just uh, kind of poking out the tutorial to see like what they changed from the first one and, and stuff like that. Um, but even just seeing like some of the stuff that, that friends have posted, there ends up being like so many more angles. There's so many more subsystems. Like it's no longer just mm. a fighting game. Like you're leveling up characters. You're, you're, it's basically like an MMO inside of a fighting game, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just so much going on and it's, I like long for the simplicity of you buy the cartridge, you put it in, you play it as opposed to yeah. all this other stuff that there's, you know, tons of DLC, there's tons of now extra layers of, of everything. And so <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm kind of regressing to, you know, old man yells at cloud or, Hey kids get off my lawn and kind of going back to the old school <laughs> video games that, that kind of you're, you're big on and collecting and going through. Yeah. The uh, happy belated birthday, by the way, I like to do that kind of stuff. At least, uh, as close as I can in, in person. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, so it, it comes down, because there was a point where, like, I get so frustrated with a lot of the, uh, I get so frustrated with a ton of stuff, uh, especially when it comes to, like, that game stuff, because, um, you know, I like physical media, because, you know, that's how, that's how we grew up, you know? Um, it's, it, I, I'm, I, so... Um, a lot of folks, there's like a, some collectors who are just like, oh, I can do digital only or, or this and that. And to me, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't resell digital stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I always like the idea. I think a hobby, I think a hobby, sh- a good hobby should always have an out where you're not necessarily, you're not going to get all the money back that you put in the hobby, but it's a hobby, not a job. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I think hobbies, good hobbies, usually have a trigger you can pull, and you're like, okay, well, I'm done with the hobby now. I'm starting a new one, or you know, I'm coming up to the point in this, this time of my life where I don't have the the time. So, uh, yeah, you just pull it, pull the cord, so to speak. But yeah, just oh, man, I love, I love manual. I just, I love manuals. I love seeing the packings. Uh, speaking of that, I've still got, got got that copy of New Tetris that we're gonna that we're gonna open up today. Oh, nice! So we're gonna we're gonna do that. Give a little give a little treat. Uh, might have, I should just do that right now. Matter of fact, since we're talking about uh, physical media, go for it. Let's see, so I've got my trusty uh, butterfly knife that a roommate in college gave me. That's about as dull as <laughs> a butter knife. <laughs> uh, a butterfly knife. Well, yeah, as dull as a butter oh, yeah, knife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I normally I would leave this kind of stuff sealed. Oh, let's get a good, uh, let's get a good wrestling, rustling of the 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 uh, pack in there. Um, it was a legit seal, but this box is crushed. Um, I don't know. In input a famous. Uh, this box looks like it was uh, manufactured and produced, and then laid on directly on top of by John Candy. Um, uh. Dead or alive? Uh, your, your pick. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this box is crushed. Um, so we've got the little open in here. Um, I've opened both sides because I don't know. 
This is uh, only the second time in my life I've actually opened an N64 game directly out of a box. So we've got this nice cardboard box that's all basically put together as one piece. Um, I'm going to try and actually rehab this. Um, but that's going to be a different project. So let's see what we got here. So uh, we've got the game in a nice little... Ooh, this is pretty cool. Um, in a nice little little plastic baggie that it's going to go back in. Uh, so plastic baggie, so it's just protection so this game doesn't get scratched or anything, which is actually pretty nice. We've got a um, instruction manual that tells you how to play Tetris. Uh, some warnings. How, how many pages is that actually telling you how to play Tetris? Uh, okay, let's see. Um... It tells you how to set up your N64. Tells you some buttons. Yeah, that, so the, that was. It, it, I never understood why they would tell you how to like connect the N64 at the beginning of every like N64 manual. <laughs> like the same thing with like the Super Nintendo games. So it's like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like if it's eventually like your first game with the system, but uh, like mm -hmm. you know, four years in, you you can really kind of cut some of that stuff out. So so pages from pages. Let's see. Uh, Four to eleven detail Tetris. They're scoring different types of pieces, different scenarios, and different game modes. <laughs> okay. Ooh, ooh, and what's really fancy here is we've got uh, the consumer information booklet for the N sixty four. Believe it or not, there are collectors that go nuts for that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the big things in collecting is that, at least from what I can understand, because I haven't been able to go to like a big convention, is you uh, you have collectors um, that go for complete in box games, and they have different variations of complete. Some folks think it's just you know game instructions, original box, or that. There are some collectors who are like, no, if the game had styrofoam, it needs to have styrofoam. If it had a plastic bag, it has to have the plastic bag. It has to have the pack-in crap like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like, for instance, I've got in this, I've got a subscription for Nintendo Power Little sign-up card. Uh, that's one of those things that makes a game complete or not. Like, that's for some collectors. Um, I'm not that I'm not that intense. Um, general rule of thumb is, you know, I'm going to put it down as complete if it's got most of the crap with it that's supposed to have with it. Um, but... Yeah, that's just insane. But yeah, so that's like the thing with physical media is not only that, but it's like it's interesting of the ways that we used to uh, advertise uh, in the past. And you think about N64, I mean, that's, oh man, math, uh, <laughs> 20, like 20, 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Math was good. Um, <laughs> 47. No. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, we were putting in your games... You were putting freaking, you know, magazine advertisements, advertise, you know, uh, in double instructions for consoles, um, and all that kind of stuff. You're plugging your stuff on multiple levels, which is cool. And now it's not like that anymore. It's very, um, they've lost a lot of the finesse. Um, I actually just got a copy of Puyo Puyo Tetris, um, and you know, that didn't come with anything crazy. It came with a little keychain. But other than that, like, there was no instructions. There was nothing. It was just a tiny little, you know, a tiny little thing on a, on a thing. And um, you, we don't have the charm anymore, mm -hmm. the, the charm anymore with modern stuff. And you especially don't get that with digital. Um, yeah, so I had to open that up because I just got rid of my beat-up copy. <laughs> and if in case I want to play, it's weird. I, I'm way too into Tetris. I'm like, I'm way too into Tetris more than like a normal person should be. Like I've got, you know, I've got it on the NES. I've got it on the Super Nintendo. I've got it on the Game Boy. I've got it on the DS. I've got it on the N64. Like if it came out, I bought it. <laughs> yep. Same here. I'm like, oh God, I got to stop. Stop with the Tetris. <laughs> There's so much Tetris. Oh, and I can update that in my collection. But, yeah, and it's one of those things, uh, games nowadays, it's funny, is that 
um, games nowadays, they seem to have all followed the path of the rental store where, all right, well, we can charge somebody for the full game, even though we're not giving them the full game. Yep. So, and that's, that's interesting to me because I was actually just, you know, just thinking about that. Um, with Final Fight Guy, that was actually a, um, a pack-in. Not pack-in. That was only released uh, through Blockbuster Video. And uh, it's just like regular Final Fight, except it has one small variation. So there are copies of that game that are floating around where there's no manual, no box, because they all got thrown away. Because all you needed was the cartridge, according to you know, uh, re- according to those video rental chains, especially a lot of those mom and pop places. So that's always that's pretty funny to me. So now all games are like that. Why well, I always say I miss vent, uh, video rental stores, but all games are like that now. Where I don't get instruction booklets, I don't. <laughs> Before it kind of goes into one of the topics that I wanted to talk about anyway, whereas, um, like, that's what I loved about doing, like, in, you know, summer, once, you know, we were out of school or whatever, that was always running to or going with, you know, my parents or friends' parents to the video game store and renting video games because it was it was more of an experience. Like, mm-hmm. it, it actually was worthwhile. It was games you wanted to play, games that not everybody had access to right away. Um, but it gave you the ability to be able to see what was there, play with it, and then come back to it at a later date um, and just kind of always see what was available as opposed to now you're just inundated with all these releases, all this DLC. Again, you're not always given the entire game. Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, wait three months and we'll have a new adventure and stuff like that where before like I could end up playing the same game now and three months from now, whereas like if I wait, then like somebody else playing the game three months from now has a completely different experience than if I play for it. So it's just, to me, like it's just pushing me further and further away. And now even like mm-hmm. the mobile gaming aspect is getting that way as well. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, um, God, yeah. I mean, pretty much you've nailed everything there. Like, um, it's, I was, I was saying earlier that I feel it's like we're chasing that nostalgia from my childhood when we go to continue to like play games and stuff. And just because the games are designed so differently, like we don't get the same experience. And a lot of that is because of like the DLC and the incomplete patches and, and, and that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, back in the, you know, back in the day, there are games that are like have glitches and broken a certain way, but there's, there's finite. It's a very finite feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's like, just because there's not a, a, just because the game doesn't require you to get good at it because of a glitch or something of that nature, um, there's this idea of temp. There's this idea of everything being very temporary, and uh, you can see that a lot, especially like in the fighting games and that kind of stuff. The whole game, can, as you said, like the whole game can just change, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a completely different game um, from the last time I played. I got rid of Overwatch on the PS4. Because uh, I didn't have anybody to play with, and I got like forty-two dollars for it in trading credit. So, um, <laughs> that's good enough. Yeah, it was like I—I I think I spent forty-five on it. So I was like, rental fee for three months for a dollar a month. I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just comes down to you know, um, you just don't get the same experiences anymore, and even with you know, with the Switch, one of the reasons I've been I've enjoyed it. Um, is because it's portable, but because I ended up getting so busy and Breath of the Wild, like, just requires you to uh, just take so much of your time when you go to play it, I've sort of just dropped off playing it a lot, and a lot of the other games just aren't getting there for me. Like, you know, I went and, like, because I had to basically go buy... We're all sort of just stuck rebuying for the last 10 years. We're all just stuck rebuying the same games, just over and over again. Yep. And there's like, doesn't feel like there's anything unique or, or anything really coming out like for, you know, so I've got four switch games, uh, and every one of the games excited outside of breath of the wild has almost an identical key component to another game that I own. 
I like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I had Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U because I was apparently one of the dummies that bought a Wii U. Um, I, I fell into the trap of the controller being a tablet. Yeah, there were a number of people I know that, that kind of did the same where they ended up liking uh, that concept and they were kind of big on the Wii. So that, that was they it was like, oh, OK, like obviously like you smash together a Wii and an iPad and what could go wrong. But, you know, obviously a yeah. lot with <laughs> no game support. Yeah, like so, you know. So I had that on. The, I had that on the Wii U. Uh, I just got Puyo Puyo Tetris, um, you know, which is a, a mashup of Tetris and Puyo Puyo, which is uh, plays. If you're similar, if you, uh, it's very similar to Tetris Attack. Uh, Puyo Puyo, uh, and then the other game I got was uh, Bomberman R, which is just like every other iteration of Bomberman, uh, except not as good. So. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that that's it really benefits from uh, the system really benefits from having multiple people to play it with, and when people still can't find switches, or let alone trying, it's hard enough trying to get everybody together for Friday Night Magic, let alone yep. trying to convince everybody to to get a switch, and you know, <laughs> let's all play Mario Kart together, guys. There's not even a chat app yet, like or. You know, I can't watch Netflix on the Switch yet, and it's been a, it's, oh, geez, it's been, what, three, three months? Oh. Yeah, it's, we were looking at, uh, at trying to get that for, for, or trying to find some availability for friends and family who wanted to get one for us, and it was just still, I, I don't know whether it's actual or just still artificially scarce, um, but that was, uh, it was still taking a while for, to be able to find any of them that were reasonably available. Uh. It's apparently selling better than the uh, the Wii. Um, so in three or four years from now, I think I'm going to have a blast going to yard sales looking for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's so different. And I can tell you, like, it is a different. It is. It's a very good. I, I enjoy a lot of things about it. Um. And it does provide a very dynamic gaming experience. I just haven't completely gotten around to finding more stuff for it. Um, because the games just haven't gotten there for me. Like, uh, in the next couple months, I'm looking at spending, you know, maybe $200 on it. Um, between getting uh, an extra... Like, I don't even know if I want to get an extra set of controllers for ARMS. Because... I can never seem to play it with anybody, and my roommate has a Switch. Mm-hmm. So there's an extra set of Joy-Cons right there. At that point, do I spend the, do I spend the, the $80 on another set of controllers, or do I just get the game and say, screw it, you know? Because when is somebody going to come over and be like, I want to play this? And be like, oh, really? Well, first of all, you're over at my house. <laughs> you want to be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, um, I mean, that's a start to begin with, and then, you you know, <laughs> let, let's go play video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've come inside of my house. Um, well, yeah, first you have to, you know, drag them inside, and then yeah. once they wake up, ask them what they want to do. Yeah, I, I felt bad. Uh, John came over a few weeks ago, and I was like, dude, it was like, well, just come over, you know, hang out, play some video games. So go, okay, man, because you, know, you don't want to get out of the house or whatever. And he come over like, dude, I'm like, you just pick whatever, you want, whatever system you want to play. And I'm like, just look through the games. You know, he's like, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lot to go through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take it, John. I'm like, it just picks up. <laughs> but we ended up playing uh, playing some stuff on the Switch. Well, and that's so. kind of like for me, when we were at a buddy's house a couple weeks ago, like we just hopped on and like his wife had just found a, a random Switch and we were, we were playing a Mario Kart. And it was just easy to hop in and play and not really have – like any lag like i knew what was going mm-hmm. on like there was some new aspects to it but i was able to figure out what exactly was going on um and so it ended up being where uh the majority of the games now it's like i either you know forget the overly complex game systems and all of the multi-tiered uh you know levels of stuff i have to do or the controls you know need me to have the manual dexterity of a 12 year old and the kind of the <laughs> the free time on the calendar of said 12 year old as well to, to figure it out. So like, I, I generally like to, to not feel like I'm just killing time, but like enjoying the game. 
and that's like the most of my experiences with games now just like are the complete opposite of that where it feels like unless I can give it that much amount of time, I'm just kind of not able to do anything just based off of uh, like, I'm, I always feel like I'm missing something or I'm not doing something optimally, or then it just feels like, like I continually lose if it's a competitive or multiplayer game to people who um, uh, just so much more on like, they can just sink their time into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, you know, it's one of the things with those, uh, with the, the Nintendo systems in general is that, most of the time it's very easy to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that. I've enjoyed that um, uh, a lot with those systems. So that's why I continue to buy them. And it's why it's one of the things I focus on uh, in my collection is because the majority of the games for um, NES, which are so simple, there's only, there's what five buttons on that controller total. Mm-hmm. It can't be that complicated. And it's really fun. Like I've always enjoyed like I've always enjoyed playing it and in those games and there's the, the pickup and playability ease of that is just insane. When I got the, that top loader a few months ago, uh, <laughs> I spent $130 on a Nintendo just so I could play games <laughs> because even though I already had two, uh, they, they were the different kind of loading. So they were a pain in the ass to work. Um, but yeah, like when I got it and sat down and played stuff, I was able to just go up to the, you know, come upstairs and pull a stack of games off the shelf, take them downstairs and 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 play them and was able to basically understand what I was supposed to do and everything. And that's a very that's a very unique thing that's been kept um, throughout all of Nintendo's general games and systems um, with something like Overwatch. It's a pain in the ass to pick up Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's ease of play, but because of the way the whole game set up is that there's a lot you have to the master to be able to have a good time playing the game. Um, but man, oh man, Mm-mm-mm. well, that's what I mean for me. Like Overwatch is something where it's a lot simpler to do on its own, um, as opposed to uh, uh, like Call of Duty or any of those. Just because there's there's no leveling aspect to it, but it's just it's obviously there's a familiarity with the character and a lot of stuff like that and all the new characters and and there's obviously a uh, something to be said for dedication to learning maps and things like that. So that's not a problem, um, but it, it does end up just being a little bit easier to work with as opposed to um, the majority of. Uh, the, the other games where, again, like you can jump in and, and kind of qu- quickly play, um, mm-hmm. you know, like Madden, where, again, like generally that's an easy game to, to get into and, and play football. But even then, like you're still adding like a shit ton of controls and, and newer things. And like, again, where they need a reason to basically sell you on the new game every year as opposed to just, you know, updating rosters and stats and stuff like that, similar to like car models where like they need a reason to sell, like <laughs> they need a reason for you to want to buy a new $30,000 vehicle when really all they did was change the angle of like the, the quarter panel flares and uh, you know, the, the headlights are shine a little brighter type thing. Um, so when you were, uh, when you were a kid, uh, I don't know if you do this, but I would basically go. I would buy. I don't want to buy a new sports game or whatever, and then I would sit there and have to think about like the rosters and to see if I'm like missing out on any cool like rookies or anything if I didn't get the newest game. Yes. <laughs> like, well, all of these are the same, so no, we're good. Like, we'll just get this one that's like two bucks instead of sixty. <laughs> well, that's what I think. I still have. What is it? I, I want to say. I, th- I think I have like saves on my on original PlayStation PSX uh, memory cards from like I want to say like the 97 or 99 season for like it's either like NHL face off 97 or something like that <laughs> so cuz like I just had like a custom season it was simple and that was like one of the last times that like I I for as long as I played hockey you know now pushing close to 30 years um I've never really loved hockey games uh aside from uh, um, Wayne Gretzky's uh, hockey on N64, um, just since it, it felt like a, a better, more arcadey game of that. Uh, but, like, that was one that I loved because, like, and I kept going, you know, well through college and all of that stuff and playing, like, five, eight, ten years later. Um, 
So it was just something where, again, that made it a lot easier to play with as opposed to anything else for um, the, uh, you know, all the new, everything, um, everything else that's that's there where they just at, throw so much crap at you. And I'm just like, I just want a simple game that I can play for a little bit, get away from, as opposed <laughs> exactly. to learning new complex systems every goddamn release and <laughs> quarterly release and, and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. That is a big thing with games is that when we were growing up, they functioned as like a they did function as an escape and, um, you know, or at least a reprieve from everyday life. But, you know, it didn't completely it didn't attempt to like over immerse you in it. Um, And there was an interesting and honesty is an honesty there, especially in game development of those where you go, you want to do something fun. Here's the fun thing to do. And now they're, I feel sometimes they get so caught up in attempting to over-immerse the player mm-hmm. where we lose, a, we lose a lot of that. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to pick up something and play for an hour and a half, maybe an hour. And there, you I mean, know. I think that's a, another aspect of it where the budgets for the games are getting bigger. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. it's more expensive to... Um, to pay developers to, to create the games on the newer, higher level uh, systems that they have now, as opposed to, um, you know, the, the older systems that, you know, eight, 16, 32 bit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, so obviously they need to find a way to, to bring more money in. Um, But that it, you know, it goes back to the, the adage, uh, you know, bigger isn't always better. So, I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I'm much more, all the games that I play now generally, and I sink a lot of time into tend to be very simple games that just aren't mm-hmm. um, overly complex. I mean, they can still be good games and have deep content. It's just like, you don't need to be doing 37 things at once while you're playing them and, you know, playing every day to keep up with it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> you got to play today. You got to play today. You got to grind. And that's pretty much why I, I really don't have any mobile apps on my phone. Um, cause I, I mean, I, there's games have come and gone and I, I've loved them, but then like, they just, they reach this inflection point where once you get past a certain kind of life, they just keep pushing out updates that, you know, yep. radically change the game. And I just don't give a shit to keep up with it because yep. it's like, I just want something that's there. And I understand the concept of mobile games and being free and needing to pay for it, but some of them have ads, some of them have, you know, pay per use currency and stuff like that, but just changing that so much and so often just makes it where I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Where like you had me for your initial run but now you're just trying to to do too much and i i can't keep up with it so i mean for me it's just kind of pushing me away from the the systems altogether you know the what i was thinking about the last few times like i've actually sat down and sort of did just kind of like a an over dedicated game night and the last time i did that uh, it was months a couple months ago uh you may remember from the uh from the the chat there i was playing colored dinosaur mm-hmm <laughs> and I was just thinking about that. I was sitting down with my roommate. We're just up coloring these stupid fucking dinosaurs on the Nintendo. And it's just all awful because it's just the fill function. And just making those dinosaurs like so grotesque and just doing such a piss poor job of coloring that was like the most fun game experience I have had in a very long time. Just doing something so stupid like that. But that's just um, the simplicity of it where, I mean, exactly. I, like, now I see like the popularity of stuff like Minecraft and stuff like that, where you're just going and there's tons of aspects to it. But then like what you're doing is, is pure, plain and simple, but you, you can feel constructive, you can feel value out of it. And it doesn't feel like you're killing yourself to multitask and kind of, uh, just have to, to do multiple uh, just keep up with multiple systems and, you know, ever changing content and ever changing uh, game constructs and all this stuff. But it's just, it's simple. You can get in, you can do stuff and you can, you know, be on your way type thing. Yep. And like, and I can see, like, I can very easily see why games like, um, I almost said mass, mass appeal <laughs> games like, uh, uh, Minecraft have such a uh, large appeal. Um, because they are, it is simple. Um, in that regard, it's basically Legos, which that's fine. Putting together Legos is fine. Like you want to blow off some stress. That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. And golly, it's just now like, I mean, if you compare like that to some of the experiences 
you know, that, that folks try to, to put out now. Um, I know I sent you, I guess we could talk about it since we were talking about games. Uh, that list I sent in that group chat uh, of our friends there, <laughs> the 100 best RPGs of all time. <laughs> um, and uh, some of those that were on that list were pretty questionable, um, especially at their placements like Skyrim at, uh, at number one there. Yeah, I mean, um, there were a lot on there where, I mean, again... The I mean, because Diablo 2 was one where, like, that kind of reigned supreme for um, a long time um, in, in the area. But then, like, I mean, just a lot on that list. It was definitely questionable just based off of, like, a good RPG just doesn't mean how many systems can you throw into a game. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> like you're still playing a role. So like a good immersive story is still, you know, should be key. Um, just not like how many unique pieces of armor can you put on your character or something like that? Like how many different stat points can you have? Things like that. Um, So, I mean, there's, it's definitely something where it's, you know, it comes back to a a holistic experience and, and I Mm -hmm. understand just the, the love of uh, some of those games, but there's, you know, a lot of older games like the breath of fire series and stuff like that, which weren't just overly going for, you know, super rendered because you couldn't really do rendering on super Nintendo. Uh, graphics and and stuff like that but it's just you know simplicity of what makes this a good game not like how do we justify spending a hundred million dollars on this game oh excuse me yeah like it's just such it mind mind boggle it's just mind-boggling to me um so what's funny is after you know after i sent that to that my roommate i had a good laugh about the list uh my roommate started actually playing skyrim and, and i'm just sitting there watching the game and i'm just like uh like i'm like oh what are you doing oh you're doing this fetch quest or oh you know you're just killing people story's not story the story in that game's not great it's not even really different from any of the other elder scrolls games mm-hmm. um and i would almost argue that i think oblivion is maybe the better game but um i don't like any of those games but um yeah, it was just sitting there and it's like it's missing the whole point. It's like games nowadays just seem to miss the whole point of why they're games. And and they sort of lose the the medium to try to get over um over complicated to tell their stories in really complicated ways. Um yeah, I remember playing Assassin's Creed for the first time and you know, the story was just ramping off. I was like four or five hours into it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you have to do this one action nine more times and collect all these little icons. What? Like, mm-hmm. what? Ah, yeah. It's whatever. I like simple games. You know, I even like the older stuff because they don't try to get over to overcomplicated. <laughs> oh, well, that's what for me now. It's also weird just based on where we're at here, where um we've got like a weird position in the apartment and then like where the TV is. And we've got a lot of natural light in windows in the the living room. And so, um, there's a lot of games that, that like to go dark, uh, and just have everything in, you know, 37,000 shades of black. Um, <laughs> but when we have a lot of prevailing sunlight and even with the, the curtains drawn, there's still a lot of a lot of light in the the main area. Like I can't see stuff. So if I'm playing Overwatch, I just die insanely quick. Um, and then the other games, like I, I mentioned before, for Final Fantasy and stuff like that, where uh, for Final Fantasy 15, like the they have the day night mode, and when I'm out at night, um, monsters are stronger. Yada yada yada. But like I can't see shit in there if I'm playing if I'm playing during the day in the real world and it's nighttime in the game because it's just the screens washed out and stuff like that. So like now I'm also like very much, um, at least for the time being, um, like, uh, angled to playing at night. And then that also just like, by the time I get to the night, getting up early gym work, etc., I'm just super tired. And so I don't feel like jumping into a mm-hmm. game and, and playing that. So that, that kind of relegates to when I'm available on the weekends and actually feel like doing it. So, uh, that's just uh, another aspect of getting old and crotchety and, and limiting my <laughs> gameplay. Oh yeah. You know, and that happens, that happens to everybody. And I, uh, man, you know, I've sat down and, uh, so since I've had more time, I've played a little bit more, um, and I decided to start uh, replaying Earthbound. Um, I don't know if you've actually, hit, if you're familiar with that or not, mm-hmm. but it's an old game on the Super Nintendo. 
And um, since I have it, I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to play this $200 piece of shit. So um, I decided and because I decided to give it a chance because a lot of people really like it and and that. And I just sat down and it was just not. It, it's just not a great game. Um, I got through till I'm in Saturn City or Saturn Village with all the all the Saturns running around. But um, like I picked up Paula and Jeff, uh, and I think there's one more character I need to get. But um, I'm not looking forward to it because that character's the other two characters started off at level one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like I spent more time to play it, and you know I'm starting to able to like interestingly now like start to form my own opinions about stuff when it when it comes to that and have like one of the things especially with retro gaming is you have to take um, other folks' opinions with a grain of salt. Because um, Earthbound's an alright game. It's not great. Um, I mean, and if you were so desperately wanting to play that at one point, the only way you could get it is on a cartridge. You know, are you going to spend $250 just to play the one game? Yep. Um, and modern games are like that. Modern games, my thing is, like, all modern games are set up in that same way where you play them, you're a bit disappointed, but they're promising you something more. Like, you know, and at least with Earthbound, it's finite. There's no patches coming out for Earthbound. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not gonna get a, I'm not gonna get a call from from Nintendo and be like, so uh, we see that you 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 snake some guy for this. <laughs> um. Anyway, here's your updated Earthbound cartridges. You know, um, like it's just, I don't know. It's it's I yearn for that that simplicity of being a kid and just being able to put something in and, and play it and have a good time with it. Now, now there's just time commitments. Like, oh my, have you played Lost Odyssey? That that RPG for the 360? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay, Final Fantasy might have done this too, but prologues? Pro- oh my god. Like an hour and a half prologue before you actually get into gameplay? Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... That was a lot of the the stuff for um, like a lot of the pre-rendered videos and and you know mm-hmm. full motion videos and stuff like that um, for setup, which was good for certain series. But yeah, when that was kind of a tipping point when there was too much um, emphasis put on prologue as opposed to to the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I miss I miss simple games. I miss. I tell you what, I really miss is. There's some doggies in the hallway that are not very happy. How, how much for the dogs in the window? Uh, I don't know, but they're the ones in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> you can you need to get separated. Have. I uh, <laughs> I, was, oh, I was just gonna say I don't know if we got to talk about it, but since we've been talking about this, I went to a Dave and Buster's relatively recently. Oh, nice. And um, because so I've been jonesing. I've been absolutely been jonesing to play some arcade games for like four months uh, ever since that playthrough convention where their arcade machine of jukebox and in pinball mm-hmm. <laughs> and various light gun games. I was like, man, I wanted to play like some real, uh, real RPG, uh, real arcade, games. arcade stuff. Yeah. And so I went to Dave and Buster's and was uh, kind of disappointed but, you know, I was kind of hoping their taglines, we got from Pac-Man to Galaga and, and to all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's going to be some Oath games there I can get into. And not not too much. Um, half the stuff was always kind of broken. Like, that's the one thing about arcades is that, that I don't miss is, is when you get there and all the stuff feels loose enough where it might not be working correctly, but you're not sure. <laughs> but... Um, it, needless to say, Dave and Buster's did not hit my arcade spot, so I've been trying to figure out which uh, which bowling alleys to go to to use their little fun rooms to see if I can at least get a decent <laughs> a decent game experience in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <they all> want... <laughs> I was going to say, we, we ended up hitting a Dave and Buster's a couple of weeks, uh, probably two, six weeks ago, close to two mm-hmm. months ago or something. Um and they had a lot of good games. They had a lot of games that I wasn't expecting that kind of got turned into multiplayer Dave and Buster-y style games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did kind of expect more 
just general arcade games to be played or to be playable. Um, but I mean, they had like a lot of like the the car racing games, the shooter games, and all, all of that stuff. I was just yeah. hoping for some more of the general arcade style stuff. But I, I guess it makes sense since you're looking to to basically turn your tokens into tickets um, to basically <laughs> to buy things at an insanely ridiculous uh, uh, inflation rate. But uh, so that's really why they're not there. But um, it would make sense to, or I, I would generally like to go back to an actual arcade and, and get some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and this is gonna sound silly. I want to go to a. There's actually you're in you're in Chicago, right? Yep. I'm gonna do some research, but I think there's a place that you, you and you have access to a car, right? Uh, last time I checked our parking spot. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, let me see. I could be getting this compl- confused with Wisconsin, but I think these guys are in Illinois. And, okay, yeah, uh, this place, um, I'm going to send you the link to it, but it's called Galloping Ghosts. Okay. It's in, I don't know Illinois or the layout of things, um, but if you've, been, if you've been desperately itching uh, for that, it's the largest, ar- it's, I, they say they're one of the largest arcades. Um, Ooh, it's, that's interesting. It's in Brookfield, uh, Illinois. Um. And I can we'll send you that's not too far at all. Yeah, you should check that out. Um, that'll really hit your uh, hit your thing and they've got a lot of the classic stuff. There's a, a podcast that I listened to um, or was listening to more uh, consistently um, where there's the two guys and they go and they they basically play arcade games and um, talk about and review arcade games and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, like, uh, and they actually live pretty close to this place. So I think it would be worth a, you know, if you can go, I'd, I'd check it out. Awesome. It's one of those places that seems really fun. Yeah. It looks like it's about a half hour from me. So that's not too bad. It's actually out by the airport. Um, yep. which is, which is pretty not too bad. And, uh, when friends and family fly in, they usually hit up that airport. So that's a, a good thing to do to, to basically go early, hit, hit up uh, the arcade, and then go pick them up from the airport. Yep. Ooh, did I read that right? All games set to free play, only 20 bucks to play. Hmm. Okay. Well, that could be a that could be an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not booking a ticket right now. Yeah. No, but uh, no, that's pretty fun. Yeah, you should check it out. I think I think it uh, I think it hit the the spot there for you. I, uh, and there's another one too. I don't know if you actually look for specific arcade games, but there's a research, uh, resource I actually have to t- sit down and refine, but it basically lets you find where a specific arcade machine would be in your oh, area. Nice. So, um, for those of you that really like playing Miss Pac-Man and the original hardware, you should check that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I used it a little bit, but I'm thinking, I think like the Buffalo, I'm hoping some of the bowling alleys haven't completely switched over to the carnival style games. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully I can maybe get something out of, maybe get some, some sweet, sweet stuff going out of that. Maybe play a little bit of Tekken. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. I think Tekken three was when I was big on it. I like Tekken two a lot, but I love Tekken three. I, th- I kind of stopped playing the Tekken series after Tekken tag. Um, I want to say I, I, there are so many games that they, kind of came out with a lot so quick and so i i kind of uh teetered off from some of them but yeah just going back to all the arcade games and anywhere i can go and just find a, a good original mortal Kombat or mortal Kombat 2 yep. system i i'd uh uh they can they can basically just have my wallet at that point <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much it's one of those things that's god i love this i love that so much um and it's one of the reasons one of the things i i look for a lot is um good arcade ports and systems that actually really capture that. Um, and one of those, those two of those main systems basically being, uh, the Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast. So, um, uh, because near the end of Sega's console hardware life there, um, their arcade machine hardware was actually very close to the Dreamcast. So all those games are basically arcade ports, pure arcade ports to the Dreamcast. Nice. Um, and you know you've got like Neo Geo and that kind of stuff. But uh, before I go on too much of a diatribe about thousand dollar video game systems, um, 
Well, I, I always remember the, uh, it was, I mean, kind of going back to when I was at home during the summer and stuff like that, which, uh, I mean, we're kind of running long now, but we can touch on that next week or the week after. Um, but there was always, I want to say it was Neo Geo or one of the other systems, but they actually like ran like full length 30 minute infomercials for like the game console. And so it, it might've been like Philips or, uh, one, like, one of the turbo graphic systems or something like there was one where it was like one that was there that it wasn't, you know, one of the, uh, it wasn't PlayStation. It wasn't Nintendo. Um, or it, was, it wasn't Sega. Um, but it was, it was another gaming system that like they were, they had like full on, um, like a, a full on infomercial that had like this delivery guy coming, uh, to a house of like talking to like a stay at home mom and like talking her into buying the system and playing and everything. And so like, I can see it in my head and then remember it. I'll have to look it up to see which one it was. Um, but it was cause I mean, they had like a, a final fight or fatal fury style game on there. Um, and a bunch of this other stuff. So it was just, it's just hilarious. Just thinking about that and like, and kind of how far we've come there. Let me see if, let me see if I can might uh, might be the 3DO. I, that, that, sounds... that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like the Philips CDI. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got the three. It, yeah, the, if it's if if it's the Philips CDI, that was its own thing. Yeah, they had to trick people into buying that piece of shit. <laughs> the the CDI is a very rough system. Um, <laughs> I think they have a port of of God. Oh, that system's rough. I have some of those games, and they have such. It's like Berenstein Bears go to town, <laughs> or like it's. They're like the CDI is rough. Um, <laughs> I don't have the system, uh, but I uh, I have some of those games. Whew. <laughs> CDI. I'm looking for them. <laughs> Speaking of outdated disc technology, uh, did you know that recently? I guess was the 40th anniversary of uh, the first Star Wars release. Yep. Yeah, I, I did see some stuff on there about on Facebook and social media about that. So that was pretty cool. And uh, I learned um, that I have to find a laserdisc player and the original laserdisc to be able to watch that movie in its uh, intended version, as it's without without George Lucas edits. Well, at least additional edits where he kind of at least got the first cut in. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, like no. So I, I mean, I've been looking for a laserdisc player anyway, but. Uh, Jimbo and I were going back and forth about laserdisc players last Friday at FNM. He's like, I don't know. Do you think they still work? I'm like, well, well, Jim, if you want to watch original Star Wars, you're going to make it work. <laughs> I mean, we, we had them in high school. I mean, that was, you know, 97 to 2001. And, and yeah. I mean, that was DVDs were coming out then, but they still had a good majority of content available on laserdisc. So, yeah. I mean, they're not that old where you, you can find them. You should be able to find some in, in decent shape. I know. I think Jim, Jim said he has Die Hard on Laserdisc. And I was like, oh, man, I want that. <laughs> Fire that nothing puppy up come Christmas time. Right. Nothing says Christmas like dusting off the Laserdisc player and, and putting in <laughs> putting in a giant copy of Die Hard. Well, I, I think at that point, like, it's kind of you're in a tricky situation, though, because you may end up hitting the problem you hit with some of the older game systems with the – Obviously, stuff from 15 years ago isn't going to have an HDMI port. So, you know, <laughs> what is what are you going to hook it up to? I mean, is it going to be com- – it's probably going to have like composite maybe yeah. S-video. Uh, and if you're super duper lucky, a, a component output. Uh, so like it, depending on – you may end up having to find a, an older TV just to work with it too. Yeah. My plan um, was to uh, basically uh, – because I know a lot of uh, a lot of projectors have, I, I was I was assuming that it was going to be composite based, like a VCR. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was hoping uh, was, you know, if I you know got to a bigger place or whatever, and I found one is basically to hook it up to a projector because I know a lot of projectors have composite input, uh, and sort of get my uh, <laughs> really out of the way, you know, get a projector, hook it up to that because projectors are getting so cheap now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of do it like that, where it's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta turn the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and figured, I figured that would probably be a pretty good way to to experience Laserdisc. 
because um, it's like failing future technologies put together. So uh, <laughs> two negatives have to equal a positive. I learned that in algebra. Yeah, uh, eventually. <laughs> Just keep doing that math. It'll work itself out. Yeah. <laughs> so as we are uh, about to wrap up here, and it looks like actually it's probably happening now, um, you have any uh, thoughts on the uh, the kickoff of the NBA playoffs? Uh, I don't really. I don't even know who's in it right now. Okay. Me. Well, so I, I wasn't sure if you were following up with that with uh, just some of the other Facebook group chat we had going or not. But um, it's a, a kind of a rematch from last year with uh, LeBron James versus uh, oh, I guess the rest of the Cleveland Cavaliers as well versus Golden State Warriors and stuff like that. So just a lot of interesting uh, from other podcasts and then friends and just a lot of other stuff as far as uh, who's in. Uh, there's, there seems to be a strange cross-section of, of Magic personalities and big NBA fans um, with Cedric Phillips being one of the, the biggest for mm-hmm. the fans of the, the Cavaliers. Um, and so there was there was just a, n- a number of other folks talking about it there where um, folks kind of jumping behind uh, – um, Cleveland and, and LeBron and everything, and then uh, kind of other folks uh, talking about um, Golden State and coming back from it. So, um, so I mean, for me, like I, I'm rooting for Golden State just to kind of see that team and, and see what happens there. And uh, LeBron's kind of uh, the darling of, of most of the uh, current media and everybody around. So, uh, <laughs> still needing to figure out, uh, you know, how or, or we'll see how long he ends up playing. Um, but I mean, he's obviously one of the, the better players now. But just kind of always uh, looking at a uh, at a story where he seems to kind of have the momentum of everybody around. So, yeah, I hope Kevin Durant can get his ring so he can finally go back to playing basketball on another team. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That way we can actually start to spread out the talent. Well, yeah, and so that was kind of the my thought there, as far as like a lot of people crapped on him for for leaving and kind of going. Um, to Golden State after they had, you know, the magical season last year that just, you know, ended up, you know, five minutes too too short or too long, depending on which way you look at it. Um, but it's I, I see a lot of uh, kind of validation in there from, uh, from you know, Durant's side and, and trying to do that. So um, I don't usually watch the NBA the full season. I'm not a huge NBA fan um, based on whenever I'm at the gym, and that's kind of one of the last properties that ESPN has uh, a contract <laughs> for. Um, I think not their employees anymore. Um, Jesus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where I guess technically it's ABC has the contract um, for for the finals and playoffs, but uh, just seeing that like they cover a lot of that at the gym. But now just looking to see what's going on there, um, I end up uh, kind of pay attention come playoff time. So it's a little bit interesting to see that. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be paying attention to, to that as uh, in addition to the, the NHL finals going on at the same time. So, yes, I believe that the Predators are down a game in that series. Is that right? Uh, as of now, they're down two games. The, the first two game games. was a, a little bit closer. Um, last night was just a huge blowout. Um, and so the the uh, the Penguins are, are up two games to nothing for that. So we'll see how uh, the Preds respond once they, they go back to Nashville. Who do you like in that series? Uh, I mean, I, I I've actively rooted for, or I've actually rooted against the Penguins since I've been in elementary school. Um, so so I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, and then for me, with <laughs> having always watched the uh, hockey playoffs uh, since you know I was you know enough of a, a cognizant uh, uh, kid. Um, it, I my thought prospect and and doing that and always playing in sports and stuff where if the team that beat your team made it all the way you root for that team because then if you lose to the champs there's you know less shame that way like I I don't hold um, much vindication in you know seeing them lose because that doesn't really do it much for me um, so you know kind of put both of those together with the Predators uh, beating the the local team that I that I have now for being in Chicago with the Blackhawks um, it's kind of like actively rooting for the Blackhawks or actively rooting for the Predators against the, the Penguins, you know, for, for multiple levels there. So um, just kind of to having, having a, a vested interest in both playoff series that are going on right now um, is, is very good for me since my only other alternative is baseball where uh, again, unless it's uh, the playoffs, I don't give a shit about baseball because I can take a nap on my own. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
I, I mean, now it's kind of like some of the best two, uh, probably best 10 days uh, of, of sports going on right now with both of the, the finals going on at the same time. So we'll, we'll see how that goes and uh, and kind of see how, how that plays out. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be good. I, uh, I'll pick, I think, I think Golden State does it this year. Um, I mean, LeBron's good. Uh, God, I hate saying the game's different than when Jordan played. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, LeBron's good, but I think, I think I'll go with Golden State. There, there's only, I mean, they just did add Kevin Durant and it's LeBron and company versus like four all-star players. <laughs> Like they got him, they got him. Last, you know, he was able to get him last year when they just had like three, but now they've got <laughs> now they've got like four. So yeah, yeah. And a little, uh, I, I want to say Golden State set another record this year for like the most consecutive wins in a playoff run or something like that. So are they tied the record or something? Because um, I'm, I'm sure Chicago had, had in the the '90s had, had set yeah. that original record. Um, whereas you know. Cleveland was, you know, win two, lose one, win one, lose one type thing. So um, I, I, it should just be a, a good uh, matchup either way, but looking to see how it turns out. Yeah, no, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Um, maybe just, you know, they probably should only have to play one game, but uh, <laughs> just make it easier in everybody. But um, no, I like that. And uh, yeah, I'm liking that. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking for next week. Um, we can do a, a couple different topics there. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, sports teams, I was thinking about forgotten brands and or, you know, that would include teams. So, like, uh, you know, everybody forgets, you know, the Sacramento Kings are in, you know, California mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because they're so terrible. Um, we could do that and then do uh, craziest, uh, craziest selling experiences. Or, uh, or or that kind of stuff, or craziest, craziest uh, interactions with folks when you're trying to either make them buy something or trying to buy something from them. Which I'm sure there's a good number of that as far as with relation to magic trading and selling and doing all of yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So I think we can do that. If not, you know, was, that's my uh, that's my lackluster idea for the for the year. Okay, we've uh, well. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll close on this one then. Um, going to the Galloping Ghost uh, page, and I don't know if the podcast you mentioned had talked about this or not, um, but they actually have a hardcore championship, so yeah. you can you can challenge the current hardcore champion at any time for your chance to claim the title, um, where you would go and battle in a head to head random arcade game. Um, <laughs> but if if there was one arcade game in like all of the world that you would you know, uh, use to defend your turf. What, uh, uh, what game do you think that would be uh, arcade wise? I'm so bad at them. Um, that's a, that's a fun fact. I've also found with all this free time and I'm playing more games. I'm awful. <laughs> uh, just fucking awful. Um, probably I'd probably pick, um, if it's some random person, um, I would probably pick, one of the Marvel versus Capcoms. Okay. Um, or maybe Tetris. One of those. I, I'm just, those games I can kind of play competently, air quotes. Mm-hmm. So um, that'd be the best chance to defend in my hardcore game championship title. But I'm awful at, I'm awful at so many things. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's kind of <laughs> going back to, to when it was still simple. So it would be uh, similar to your Marvel versus Capcom answer. It'd either be the original X-Men Children of the Atom game. Um, just doing straight up Berserker Barrage 24-7 like a cheese ball um, and then Magneto having his bubble shields and stuff like that uh, and or uh, original Killer Instinct with being able to uh, uh, to basically ultra combo uh, with Cinder pretty easily um, and just uh, as I've started evolving and, and kind of uh, trying to maximize the the quality of the time i play magic um i'm realizing i i want to play more combo decks because that means i can rest easier later on and uh <laughs> it's kind of 
you know, uh, win or no win. Um, so with that, very similar to, to that with, with Cinder having a very simple um, ultra combo uh, kind of uh, initiation, that, those would be the, the two that I would do there. But uh, I know I would eventually end up getting my ass kicked by uh, Orchid or Jago. Um, but it, it would, I'd have a, a nice long run before I, I lost it. And they actually have a pretty decent looking belt, so that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that'd be really fun. Uh, so you should definitely check that out. I can see, I'll see if I can uh, get my weasel my way into something expensive. Not something expensive, but uh, something something exciting. If I can listen to me have a stroke. <laughs> uh, Words are fun. Makes, word salad. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll have a little bit more structure for, for next week there. Um, we, you know, was getting a getting a little wax, wax poset, uh, poetic there about uh, about old games and why we hate change. This is we can officially be the old man podcast yep. with old man. Exactly. And um, you know, there's uh, yeah. I'll see if I'll, I'll see if I can get myself into something uh, redonkulous to uh, maybe get old Jimbo riled up into something. 